Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is an emergency pod because Tiger Woods has spoken a 41-minute video conference with Golf Digest, the first time he's spoken uh, since the accident that he had in February. Joining me to break it all down, Sia Najad. Sia, welcome, and uh, I think this was some welcome uh, Monday content we got from, from the Big Cat. So when that accident occurred, it was it was so unfortunate on so many levels. You know, obviously it was it was tragic in just Tiger Woods' life, just outside of golf. And then for us fans, you know, who who we saw kind of glimmers of of the Tiger Woods of old, particularly in the Masters 2019. You know, we thought, okay, we might see a little bit more Tiger. And then that accident happened, and we're like, oh, now we're not even worried about Tiger on a golf level. We're worried about him on a completely different, more profound, important level. So. The fact that he's even having a conference and that he's actually addressing the idea of playing golf on the PGA Tour, I think is really kind of incredible. And it's not something I thought, I didn't think we would be having this conversation when that accident happened. I mean, we were talking about things in terms of his injuries that didn't seem like recoverable. Right. He actually mentioned at one point during this interview with Golf Digest, uh, Henny Koyak, who she does a great job with this. Um, it was like 50 50, they were going to amputate the leg, which is like, uh, uh, I mean, we, and, and we, we talked about this for, for weeks about what was the quality of life going to look like moving mm-hmm. forward compared to the quality of golf moving forward. It was a completely kind of secondary or even tertiary idea that he was going to play golf again. And we're starting now, see it, to kind of get glimpses into if Tiger thinks he's going to play golf again. Right. And and what's crazy about the injuries from that accident, and I don't want to belabor the point, I think we're kind of like turning the page now to some degree, but those injuries were stacked upon injuries that we weren't sure were going to be recoverable from in the first place with the back fusions and the knee issues and and all of that. So it's like, you know, you you take the confluence of just kind of terrible injuries and you pair them together. And it's just, it's not something we thought anyone would emerge from, let alone well, I shouldn't say let alone, even uh, somebody as almost mythological as Tiger Woods. Lost in the accident to me uh, was the back surgery he had like the six weeks prior to that, right? Mm-hmm. That we were already wondering what was going to happen and then the accident. So so, so there was just, as you mentioned, things stacking on one, one another. Here, here's, here's what I think is um, – the most interesting quote, and there's so many of them, as I mentioned, it's 41 minutes long. He's very candid. There's a lot of interesting stuff in there, but here's, here's the quote. Uh, Tiger says, I think something that is realistic is playing the tour one day, never full time ever again, but pick and choose like Mr. Hogan did referring to Ben Hogan, pick and choose a few events a year. And you play around that. Uh, this is a very clear, candid admission uh, from Tiger Woods himself that his days of a full schedule on the PGA Tour or anything seemingly close to that are gone. So let me ask you this, though. He's 45 years old, about to turn 46. He's got a birthday coming up in December. If he had said that and the accident had not happened, if he had made, if he had made that admission today and the accident had not happened, <laughs> would we be surprised considering what he has gone through <laughs> just physically from a surgery standpoint? I, I, I honestly, obviously it's a difference. The, the, the accident, you know, just 
just made this a lot worse. But honestly, I wouldn't have been that shocked if the accident didn't happen and he released that statement. Okay, uh, that makes me feel better about it. Yeah, I think that's the thing. That's yeah. the thing. It's so positive. It, it, this is such a positive thing because now we're at a place where we're like, God, I wish, I wish Tiger could play like a little bit more. And I think that's going to be the reaction once this all, all once this good news kind of settles down a little bit. But the reality was, I'm not so sure we were, were that far removed from from this being the reality in the first place. Uh, it's a, it's a really it's a really good point. I think you're right. I would not have been surprised at all. Here's the rest of that quote. So he finishes that that quote with saying you practice around that and you gear yourself up for that i think that's how i'm going to have to play it from now on it's an unfortunate reality but it's my reality and i understand it and i accept it which see i think that um as kyle porter tends to do he puts better words in, into phrases you know things into uh into text that uh, only i could hope to do but i think he was kind of sharing some tweets earlier that i was on the same page with which is essentially like our perception of Tiger has always been um, very like that he's mythological, right? You you said that that he is that he is mythological, and he has always been, you know, on a broken leg. Like I'm ready to go do this. I can do this, no problem. This is really like the first time that he himself has ever been like, yeah, like let's let's temper expectations a little bit, which it feels a little bit different, uh, but I still believe it's a positive takeaway. Definitely a positive takeaway. And, and you wonder, and we saw him swing the other day. It was just, you know, just a you know 10 second clip or whatever it was. But you wonder if he's tempering expectations, but that really deep down he has bigger expectations, you know, that he doesn't want everybody to think he's coming back and, and he's going to be the old tiger. I think that's a ridiculous notion, but I, I can't rule out the fact that he's going to be competing on a high level, uh, maybe not in as many tournaments, but in the tournaments that he selects that he's going to be competing at a high level. So, yeah, I think expectations obviously should be tempered, but I don't count out Tiger with anything. Again, it's just it's, he's, he's just one of those guys. I mean, did, did any of us think he was going to win the Masters in 2019? I certainly didn't. <laughs> yeah, that that's for sure. He. Um, he was describing uh, the process of kind of getting literally back on his feet, spending so much time in a, in a hospital bed and then being wheeled out to the grass so that he could look at the grass outside and uh, just trying to keep his mind sharp. And, and the kind of the point where he's at right now, Sia, appears to be uh, putting, chipping, that, that swing that we saw, but like essentially going as far as, as that right leg allows him to that's the one that we've seen the sleeve on that is the one that uh presumably had the most work and reconstruction done to it we said when 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 that leg gets tired it's time to shut it down and i need very much need to build up the endurance so i have a question for you because we don't know what the status of that right leg is going to be until he actually you know sets foot you know, at, at a tournament at a pga tour tournament what is the barometer of success at this point? Like, assuming he actually can play in a tournament, uh, and that he's physically, he you know he he's he's played enough, he's practiced enough, he knows he can play seventy two holes if he has to. I, I I just I wonder what the barometer of success is at this point. For me, uh, listen, man, I, I I I I was talking about this with somebody the other day. It's just like. If he if he steps foot on a professional like in a professional event again, that's awesome. We again, I don't want to lose the fact that we were talking about: is he going to live? Is he going to yeah. keep all of his limbs? I mean, golf was so far, and I and I kind of hate that with one three second clip 
it's back to golf because there was a lot of stuff that was not golf related that had a lot of questions and didn't have answers. But now that we're here, I, I mean, if he ever just stepped foot on a, in a professional event again, I'd be thrilled. I don't, I don't care necessarily what the outcome is. I might be in the minority about that. I think, I think most people jump to Tiger's going to win again. Tiger is going to compete again. I'm for, even for Tiger, I'm not ready to set the bar there. And he has obviously nothing to prove to anybody at this Correct. point. Like this is all icing on the cake, obviously. But for me, I feel like it would be such a win if Tiger is playing on a Saturday and Sunday and is somewhere in the like the top 20 that he's in the conversation, at least tenuously. I think that would be truly remarkable, unbelievable. And I don't expect it. But Again, it's uh, I'm not saying this is the barometer of success, but that's sort of where I'm wishing this ends up going. I'm not wishing he takes down a tournament or takes down a major. I'm just wishing he makes a cut and and just is is relevant because I just think that's such a story, not just for him, but for really it's inspiring to be honest with you. If, if see, that were to happen, to see the red and black on a Sunday, that would be to see the red and black on a Sunday. You know what? That's it. That's it. That's the barometer of success to see the red and black on Sunday, no matter where he sits stands. Uh, that would be the barometer, in my opinion. Obviously, uh, much more to come. We'll do a, a, a larger uh, a pod about this, but we did want to quickly chat about it because you can go and you can watch the interview now. And Sia, we'll just leave on a high note here. Um, how good is Tiger Woods' simulator room? So, so he did this. He did this Zoom interview from his, uh, you know, simulator with all the clubs lined. I mean, this is just peak. Like, I, I want. I would live in this simulator room. It's so good. I mean, what a show off, right? Jeez. Tone it down a bit for us commoners out here that don't have that. I love it. That's Sia Najad. You can find him on Twitter at Sia Najad. We'll be back with plenty more Tiger Woods conversation. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.